how we serve others and our world is how we pay our rent for being here. So get ready to learn how you can make a difference by simply choosing to shop, live, and share with a socially conscious mindset. In this episode of Passion for Impact, I'll be having a candid, raw, and very real conversation with the GiveBox founder, Jen Clyde. She breaks it down how she got started as an entrepreneur, passionate to make a difference, even as a single mom of four, starting out with product being warehoused and shipped from her living room. Her success is incredibly inspiring and her openness to share the hardships along the way is equally powerful. Get ready to learn and grow with Jen from The Gift Box. This is the Passion for Impact podcast with speaker, trainer and socially conscious advocate, Trisha Miltimore. Thank you for joining in for the Passion for Impact podcast, where we have one clear goal to educate, empower, and elevate social consciousness in people and business. Now, if you're new, let me share that we create a fresh episode every couple of weeks featuring businesses and people who are creating real impact using their talents, their skills, and passion in business and life. I often feature companies that make or support people who make amazing products while creating positive social differences or making impact. So be sure to subscribe to receive links to their websites, plus any special offers they might be available to you to subscribe. Visit www.passionigniter.ca forward slash podcast. I am very excited. I'm always excited, but I'm excited, especially for today's guest. Uh, We're finally connecting after some fun technological issues, but that's all behind us now. And this woman has created so much change in the name of impact. She's a mom of four. She's passionate and empowering and creating a platform that is making a difference. Jen Clyde from The Gift Box is on a mission for creating safe jobs for artisans all over the world and connecting consumers to on-trend products that actually give back. So welcome, Jen. Thank you, Trisha. You are amazing. I'm so glad this is working and we're chatting. It's fantastic. One of the things that I think is so important for um, everyone listening is to understand the stories behind what they see as the successes, right? So if you wouldn't mind just kind of diving in and sharing Jen's story. <laughs> I'd love to know Jen's story. Well, that would take too long, Trisha. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Thank you. Hash, we all have these ideas in our head, right? I'm sure Trisha, right? Like you have tons of ideas. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, it was interesting because I never thought ever that I would be sitting here today where I am and running the give box. And I've always been into fashion. I have a background of just creative marketing and all of that, but I really never thought about where the products were coming from. Yes, it was always about who's manufacturing it, what can come the fastest and the easiest and the cheapest and the most on trend. And that's where I stemmed from. And then I ran into a great opportunity with a company called Color by Amber that is no longer. But the founder of that company had already been running products through his full circle program and foundation. And I was fascinated with it. I literally dropped everything in my hands at that time. I had a blog that before bloggers were like, cool. I had a blog, (laughs) a fashion blog, and I did a ABC for a fashion segment on our local uh, ABC uh, morning show here in Salt Lake City, Utah. And I was 
basically kind of on my way up, I was working with great brands and I gave it all up. I was so fascinated with not only business, but also this man who had made this $100 million company out of a product that was going to benefit not only the planet, but the actual people that lived in it or on it, I guess I should say. And so I dropped everything, started from scratch with him and started a company called Color by Amber, which was jewelry. And it was all made by artisans. And I saw firsthand how products could really make a difference in others' lives and give them opportunity. And I like firsthand got to go walk on the grounds of, you know, Peru and Africa and all of these different places. And I'm like, wait a minute. It was kind of this aha moment. And I became so passionate about it. And I loved the company until they closed the doors uh, last year. And, you know, obviously (laughs) working in fashion and product design and all of that is a very hard, hard thing. And, um, they just didn't have any more interest in it. Uh, so I couldn't call my artisans and say, hey, like, I'm not going to give, you know, like there's no more work to be had. And we had so many different groups, Nepal, Africa, Peru, and Mexico. And I just couldn't do it. And uh, I'm like, am I crazy? Like, do I really? I'm a single mom. I have four kids. And I don't have any saved up money. <laughs> I love what I do and I was able to make a great salary at it and uh, had insurance and all of that. And uh, I thought, there's no way I could do this. I have responsibilities. I can't just let go of my health insurance. I mean, I guess I didn't really have any choice, but I did have a choice to go and get another job that would be, you know, able to support my family. And I didn't have long because I had to keep paying my bills and I didn't have a lot of money saved up. I think I had maybe two months of house payments saved up. Um, And so I'm like, okay, I've got to make this decision. So I put together a pitch deck and I took everything I had learned in the last eight to nine years of um, working in business with some really amazing business owners and the board and just learned a ton. I took all of that and I had to have a lot of confidence and went out and pitched a pitched a bootstrapping company of called the Givebox. And I put it together in less than two weeks and went out and thought about what investors I had met through the last eight years, knowing um, Tally Goodson, which who was the founder of Color by Amber. And I thought, okay, I can do this. I can do this. And I had no idea what I was doing. In fact, I was just like, (laughs) you're so honest about that. You're just like, I had no idea. (laughs) I really had no idea. So all of you who think you have to have like this perfect plan. No, I literally threw together a pitch deck. I researched what a pitch deck would look like. I researched how to do it. Well, I went and I took it to my old CEO who taught me probably some of the best lessons I've ever learned in business. His name was Kimball Shiel, and he was my CEO over at Color by Amber. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? What is this? What is that? How am I going to convince him of this? And so he took me through with his background in you know business and just said, well, first off, Jen, it's too colorful. And I thought, well, dang it. Because <laughs> I come from like this fashion, colorful background. And um, 
I I'm like, well, are you sure? I mean, I think it looks great. It's like, no one's gonna be able to read that. I'm like, I, I, I remember that was like my first criticism of my pitch deck was the colors are wrong. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> what does this guy know about colors? He's like, you know, a math guy and this analytical genius. And how, how does he know about colors? So anyways, I thought I was like combining like, you know, some sort of uh, genius with coloring and it didn't work out. So I had to, <laughs> I had to go and he was right. It was hard and hard on the eyes and, and I revamped. And so, although I know it wasn't like the most perfect one, I had the information that got me the meeting that got me the money. And I wasn't asking for a ton, but I didn't want to give up all of this ownership and lose control because I had seen what had worked and what hadn't worked in my last job. And I could see all of these pieces of control and how people go and try to fund and then are willing to give up all of this control. And it wasn't about like, oh, I have to have all this control. It was more about, I really wanted to focus on the artisans. And I saw with my last job that I was in, although the people were great, I felt sometimes we lost the story and the purpose because we were running with money. And so I really didn't want to give up control to get that faded. So mm-hmm. I just started with the the small bootstrapping and there I was. I was off, got the packaging, which was the most expensive, and ducked down and just put my head forward and closed my eyes and learned about letting go of control and learning about trusting myself more than I've ever trusted myself and the most patience I've ever had to exercise in my entire life. Uh, coming from a big company, um, revenueing a lot of money each month, going to your own bootstrapping, uh, running it out of the front room of your house and having your kitchen become the pick line and your front room becoming the, you know, production. And, you know, your kids having to give up their, their space and having friends over. And I mean, we've just had to go through this incredible transformation And there's been so many times where I'm like, I'm just risking all of this, like with my family and all this for what, like, what am I doing? And I'm so stressed. And so I go through all of those transitions all throughout this entire year. And now that we've, I'm at the anniversary one year mark, I've knock on wood made it this far. I've had the best support. And that's why I know that I'm where I'm supposed to be because I've had companies I've been asked to speak at big conferences that I was like, do they know that I'm in my first year? But <laughs> it's <laughs> how we look, it's how we present ourselves and it's our mission and it's our passion. And I've been super transparent and vulnerable with that throughout this entire year and where I'm at and how hard it is and taking big risks and and yeah, it's landed me here and I'm still alive and I'm still here and the give box is doing very well and I'm so grateful and that's my story. So I have no idea how I got here. It's just like, woo, it's like a tunnel of fun, but I'm here. <laughs> You're here. I'm so glad that you are. So for context, can you let everyone know how old are your kids when you started this journey a year ago? Sure. So I have, um, I when I started, I had a 19, an 18, a 13, and a 12-year-old. Yeah. Wow. So very busy. Very busy. Pre-teens. All, you know, pre-teens, <laughs> regular teens. <laughs> 
that's a whole podcast on its own, right? (laughs) You'll have to do that one next time. (laughs) Yeah. Managing, managing a business with preteens and teens. I can see that being a title for sure. For sure. So you went from this, like, okay, you, you were kind of forced into creating an idea because of uh, Color by Amber closing the doors, mm-hmm. um, but you had all this experience. So, I mean, incredible amount of faith and courage that that took to step up and say, I'm going to, I'm going to even try this. Cause for most people, we have lots of ideas uh, about how we can make a difference and how we can start a business. Even combining the two is even more complicated, but you went from the idea to doing what has been the biggest challenge for you in creating this platform of impact so far? Honestly, I guess the most challenging thing is to get this in front of people, um, mm. the window. It's the whole entire industry has changed. Before I started Color by Amber, I told you about my blog and everything, but I also ran and started um, two companies, clothing companies that were local here in Salt Lake City and then online. And they were just clothing boutiques. But I, I felt like, wow, that, you know, I could really, I did very well and I ended up selling them. And then today the whole industry has changed in retail. And although I'm in the subscription box area, I'm also in retail. Um, You can go on and shop uh, products that are made by artisans as well without the subscription, but it's changed. I mean, you have to have a completely different e-commerce business plan (laughs) to get past the walls of just all the Instagram, Facebook rules, who you're funneling your ads to. I mean, it's just a completely different game. And I think that that's been one of my biggest curveballs is to relearn how to get in front of customers, mostly online. So it's been very challenging. I bet it's a busy world. Sometimes it gets exhausting, doesn't it? Yeah. You're just like, oh, I got to keep doing this. Yeah. Can you change the game again. Yeah. You almost need an entire team just to sit and pitch out different ads to different funnels of segmentations of different groups of people, of markets, excuse me. Um, and then and then get that data and then reanalyze it and then funnel it back out. You almost need like a team just for that. And I know that they already have that. But for me as a bootstrapping company, it's hard because agencies are super expensive who do that, right? And so- right. I could, I guess, go out and pitch more for that. And I have thought about that. And then I thought, okay, take a big deep breath because you can't go sit in that space the entire time, right? So it's also about where I'm most valuable and then filling in those spots where I know I'm not most valuable and being able to run a company through that, right? Yeah, so many lessons there. And I know a lot of people listening are either wanting to start a company or currently in a company their own. And I think that is the biggest challenge for entrepreneurs of where to put your resources, your financial resources and your time resources. From what you know now, a year in, is there any tips or advice for for that balance? Yeah, I would say really sit down with yourself (laughs) and ask people who have worked with you too, where you're the strongest at. If you're in this position and you've taken that step, chances are you already know. You already know where you're most strong at and really try to get the revenue, the money through either investment or loan or something that you can really go, okay, I'm going to hire an assistant and I'm going to hire this and I'm going to hire that because I know that I'm most valuable over here and I'm filling in those spots that can really help generate, you know, a lot of good coming from what I'm not so good at. Right. 
Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. These are good tips. People need to know this stuff because it's so overwhelming when you start a business Yeah, or when you're in the thick of it, right? Yeah. It's like, where, where do I put my energy? Yeah. Um, I would say just one more thing yeah. um, is, is really get out there. You're not going to want to get out there as an entrepreneur because you're so slammed and you're so busy. I mean, Trisha knows, like we've rescheduled a couple of times and it's all kind of been some scheduling issues on my part, but make sure you're out there, put yourself out there in different conferences and Mm. different, um, communities and make that time to do that. Because if you don't, it's hard to get back out there and network because you're behind the scenes. I'm so used to being out in front and talking to people and doing styling videos and being on TV and blogging and blah, blah, blah. But I went into the back And I've been like just stuck in this cycle of trying to fix the foundation and just being like, okay, I'm starting it. I'm building it. Stay back here. But I will say the couple of times that I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to, um, I went to an uh, alt summit and I almost didn't go. Okay. It's this big like creative um, conference with entrepreneurs and business owners and bloggers. And I was just like, what am I doing? I don't have time for this. And my friend talked me into it and I I guarantee it was in March, March of 2019. And I promise you, like, I think back, I almost didn't go, like, I almost didn't pack my car. And I finally got in my car. I left and I met some of the best women today that I still have gone to visit, even in this year, who have helped me with my business, got me up to a thousand followers on Instagram when I didn't have time or energy to, you know, do my Instagram and I couldn't afford somebody and the list goes on. And those people rallied around me. They didn't even know me. I was rooming with someone I didn't even know, which is not like me. And, um, (laughs) and it changed everything. So think about that. Think about still placing yourself in the front. So you're, even though you're in the trenches, get out in the front, yeah. make the connections, do the networking. Cause I agree. I tell every client that if, in business development, it's the connections, yeah. it's getting out there. Yeah. That's great advice. Oh, I hope we get to meet in person one day. Oh, we will we have a great glass of wine and talk all about <laughs> yes. this. So much to share. You know what? We're 18 minutes into the call and I don't think we've actually given everyone an idea of exactly what the gift box is. So maybe quickly just for, again, for context, what is the give box? So yes, that's actually a really good question. Thank you, Trisha. <laughs> so the podcast is a monthly subscription box that we develop product ourselves with artisans around the world to help get their crafts into the mainstream market at a monthly cost where it's $100 worth of product that they develop and make and then shipped off to you and you get to connect with them and their story. So how are you helping them? Who is it behind the product? Um, Where was it made? How was it made? And, you know, the best is who is it made by? What's, what's their name? And I love a story behind a product. And some people always kind of like giggle at me. I've had investors say no to me. Right. And they kind of like, well, consumers don't care about that. They care about price. And I'm like, well, you could say that, or, you could say, maybe they should start caring about that. And maybe I'm on a mission to help that come to light. So, you know, and so it's funny to see their face because they're just like, and I know what they're thinking because I was there, you know, I was there making the product that was, you know, super fast and you got it in one day and (laughs) it was really cool. But it, 
at the end, it loses its value, right? And it goes to a landfill and it fills it up and it's overbearing. Or you can take pride in that product and be able to know where it's from and have a connection to it. So each month you connect to somebody's story and their and the purpose and the why behind the product that you're wearing. And that's what the give box is all about. You can also shop our global market online without the subscription and just find cool products. We've got scarves and jewelry and bags and it's going to grow, but I'm starting there and I've learned from past experiences is when my creative brain gets out of control and I'm like, let's put in pillows and and throw blankets, which by the way, we will. But I had to monetize exactly when we're going to bring that in and, and be able to know the exact timing so that we don't break internally since we're so small. Um, so today you can shop bags, accessories, that, those type, type of things. And if you are a Give subscriber with the box, you get an automatic discount on all the global market items. So it's kind of like that where, you know, it's like a Fabletics, right? So you become a member and you get 50% off of their coats right now, right? I just saw that as an ad. So I'm using that as an example. <laughs> it was in my Instagram feed this morning. But that's what it's like. So if you are a subscriber, you get all these different perks, a monthly subscriber. And the subscription is $39.99 a month, and you get up to $100 worth of product or more, depending on what month it is. But you get to meet with other different companies as well, which means that in the box, we have give partners. So uh, like last month, we worked with Ababa. It's such a hard name to pronounce, but she's amazing. And she was um, on my podcast, The Give Life, and she talked about all these great opportunities and why she started her company of doing good. And so you get to see these different platforms of different companies as well. I believe that people do want this. I believe that they don't even understand because I didn't understand what my products that I was buying like how it affected the planet, how it affected people, what are the opportunities it was providing? You know, I had no idea. And so I feel like it's my job to help educate people on exactly where their product is coming from and how they're connecting to it. As a personal shopper for so many years, I mean, I'm talking so many years, blogging, being on TV. I mean, all that feedback and all that connection I had with women, I was like a personal stylist in big, big companies like Ann Loft and all of these different companies. I'd go in, I'd talk to people, I'd dress them. P- women love to connect to their products. Think about it. You're at lunch and you're like, oh my gosh, that necklace is so cute. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. My husband got this for me on our da da da. Or, oh, my grandmother, this was her, you know, uh, ring that I had made into this. I mean, Right, Trisha? Like we all all connect as women to our products. So to really understand that this product was made by deaf artisans in Kenya, Africa, who because of um, their ability to not be able to hear, the chances of them getting a job is like 40% less than any other person there. And so to be able to show them and teach them how to develop jewelry and make jewelry and be able to provide like actual income that is steady, right? I had to think about this box subscription because that helps them 
like have weeks and weeks worth of this product that we could get really good at, and they could develop really well. And it's that one product um, in a mass and it could provide so many more days of work than ordering 20, you know, necklaces and then 15 earrings, you know, something like that, where it was bigger, the jobs were bigger and then the payout was bigger for them. Again, turning around and empowering them more and not only just saying, okay, we'll order this one run. Like, so, you know, artisans go, there's artisan markets today in America that boutique owners can go and and buy from, but they're smaller and they're not as consistent. And it was my, I've seen it where if we are able to provide a monthly income for them by having this monthly box, then we're able to go back and help them build even out cool leadership jobs where they are like, okay, so, so so-and-so, you know, I now I'm going to train you to develop this uh, training course where now you can help train other people so we can bring in more artisans and then you're there. And so we're training them to become leaders within their own communities. And then that way it's just an ongoing like development and growth. And I, I believe that there's going to be even more like, so I'll ask my artisans, like, is there something that's going on in your life or, you know, one of the, you know, artisans lives that we can be a benefit for? So one woman had lost her mother and she was having problems with the bills, what that came from that and all of that in Africa. And it's my job to say, okay, this is something that we can help with. All right. Or, okay, no, this is a smaller scale, but then I could put in the box. Okay. If somebody, if you want to give back more to so-and-so here's her story and she needs extra help in Kenya. We we need extra help in Guatemala. We need extra help in Peru. Does that make sense? Yeah. So basically when I am a gift box subscriber, I am actively helping support artisans have dignified and sustainable income and opportunities to better themselves personally and professionally. Is that in a nutshell? Yes. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I don't know if you caught this too, but um, not only is it a subscription box, but it is a global market. So you don't have to have a subscription, but if you do have a subscription uh, to shop the global market, then you will get perks. So like with Fabletics, you know, you get 50% off if you join their membership um, on their jackets. It's the same concept. If you're a subscriber, then you will get perks in the global market. So you can go on and shop earrings at 30% off, or you can go shop, um, you know, a bag for 30% off if you're a subscriber. And if you're a subscriber, you also get free shipping. So basically my idea is to build a you know, a global shopping platform of good that will really help just connect all of us as consumers to the products that we buy. And I always tell everyone in 10 years, my 10 year plan is building an Amazon of good, taking the perks of Amazon, like free shipping, which we already have timely shipping, which we'll, we will get to, you know, it's not that bad, but you know, if everyone <laughs> doesn't get something in 48 hours, they freak out now because um, <laughs> of Amazon. But I feel like, you know, we'll get there. But if we could, as consumers, unconsciously give back as we're purchasing items, like our coffee or, I mean, I'm talking everything, then how cool would that be to provide such a great vibration of just good 
connected to everything that we do. I love that. Oh, that is amazing. And I saw a quote from you that said, once you start doing good by wearing impactful accessories, you won't want to look good any other way. That is so true. Because now whenever I go to purchase jewelry, I'm always thinking I want to purchase from an artisan, like even if it's locally in my own Mm -hmm. community, or online with companies like yourself, I just I want there to be a story behind it, because that's that's totally possible. And you have Mm -hmm. that free shipping. That's amazing. I have been to your store because I fully cyber stalked you for a while now. (laughs) (laughs) And you even have a great little sale department there. And um, so I just think it's amazing that you can either do the subscription, have the perks as well, or do the online store. And both ways, as a consumer, I am making my vote for having impact and helping to create a platform of change through yours. And I think that's very cool. Thank you. Thank you That's so much. That's what this is all about, right? Yeah. Thank you for cool. supporting. I appreciate it. I saw your order come through. I'm like, God bless her. She's amazing. <laughs> Christmas presents for everybody. I, I, know. I know. Okay, one more thing, and I know we got to get rolling here, but what advice do you have for other entrepreneurs who want to include elements of social awareness into their business? Like they may not have a socially mm-hmm. you know, company-based company, but how can they just add elements of it into their business plan that they already have? So I would say if you already have the business plan, I would look at depending on what your business is, is manufacturing. And if you have any questions, you can call me because I basically have an artisan for everything. Um, but, but if that's not in your business plan, because I know that it does take more time and it is a bit more costly, then I would think about putting together a way to give back maybe to uh, different communities like artisans with the product. So if your product is not able to be built by an artisan, then you could help provide them with different, they don't have a lot of um, training, different micro loans, that type of thing. You could put together a foundation like a 1% uh, of your gross revenue goes to, you know, building out these microloans for communities that are trying to provide that. I would just say do some good with what you're doing because it is a very huge trend in the market today in all businesses, not just, you know, artisan made businesses. I would maybe highlight some smaller companies like, you know, the Givebox or the, you know, all these like um, Miller Roads, all of these smaller artisan made companies in your company somehow. So if it's a product related one, then have their designers do a small product run with your company or, you know, something like that. Or if it doesn't even fit your model at all, if you're not even in products and you're in service, then again, go back to take your 1% or however percent that you want and put it towards something good because you can leverage that. And it is about creating something that can benefit somebody else, but still being able to do something you're passionate about. Yeah. And using the platform you already have as a business yeah. to to support something you are also passionate about. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs think it has to be really big yeah. and it doesn't. Over time, it can add up to so much. It could be a 10-year plan or a five-year plan. So yeah, exactly. That is good inspiration for every entrepreneur to take on a socially conscious mindset and say, I could do something starting today, even if my company only grosses like 5000 a month. Mm-hmm. Like, of that is something. And that's the point of this podcast, at least. Yeah, it totally is. I mean, I, I, 
I can't tell you enough when business, if you're getting into business, it is hard enough. Okay. And it is exhausting. But the one thing that really does motivate me every day is when I get a message like I did yesterday from my artisans in Africa saying, the women really, you know, they really wanted to say thank you again. And I mean, they literally thank me every day just for one box. And I'm not even, even at the scalability that I wanted to be at, at this point. I mean, there's going to be so many failures when you're starting and you're, you're, you expect yourself to be at this, like this high level. And, but every single day, like I'm able to get back up because I know that I'm making some sort of impact in the world, even if it's at a smaller scale than I want it to be, it's something. So Mm. like, if you have that within your business, it's going to help motivate you to really keep going. Cause you, yeah, trust me, you gotta, it's hard. (laughs) You gotta grasp onto something every day. Right. Yeah. Inspiration, hope and faith and motivation rolling along for sure. (laughs) Yeah. You have a special offer because you're so kind and generous and awesome for listeners. Did you want to share that? Yes. And I want to make sure I'm giving the right code (laughs) that I gave you. Was it the give back 40? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I want to extend this. So it's give back 40. So what that is, is it's 40% off of your first box. So, um, in the U S it's 39 99, um, for your first box. And that's 40% off of that. And you can enter that code. It's all caps, give back, uh, 40, the number 40, and you'll save 40% off of your first box. And for Canadians who I love dearly, because about 80% of my last company was all in Canada, which that's why I, tr- I literally traveled all over Canada. I feel like I'm basically Canadian for eight years. <laughs> you mean honorary Canadian. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I do. I love Canada. So um, I'm literally staring at my my mug right now from Banff, which is one of my favorite places. Um, but you can go on there and the I have a, a Canadian converter, like a calculator that it is a live one. So whatever it, the dollar is at, it converts it to. So um, anyways, you can still yeah. use that code with Canada as well. Oh, and Canada, um, I should say, is it's nine ninety nine shipping. It is not free shipping for Canada. I'm so okay. sorry. I did. I forget that sometimes. It's all good because we get it. I know. I know you do more than once. And you know, I also think it's about educating consumers. We own manufacturing retail company ourselves, and we got to remember that companies. Amazon is not the be all. And um, this is nothing against Amazon. But when you're paying for an item that is handmade, uh, there is cost to that. And we are we are literally paying people to do it. So they have a lively, sustainable income. Uh, So I don't mind paying shipping. I don't mind paying a little bit more because um, it makes a difference. And it's just the reality of actually making a company like yours work. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And like I said, I'm not against it as well either. Like it has helped me through some deep Christmas times. And you know, but at the same time, it is so good to be aware of exactly what you're buying from them. And, and, and that's why Trisha, I'm on a mission. Like we can, we can copy that exact (laughs) way of life, but somehow make sure that we're doing it in a conscious way, you know, and, and knowing exactly where our products are coming from and who's making them. And, and, and most importantly, really just connecting to purpose. I mean, I feel like we're just losing out on that as, you know, just, I don't know, human beings, like everything is just so disconnected because we're always like, 
we're not connecting with real stories as much, you know, and I don't know, I just, and human connections and being live in the moment and present in the moment. And I just really, I don't know, I just, as much as I sometimes think to myself, oh my gosh, I can move so much quicker and get so much more money this way, this other different way. On days I have thought that, that is, I kid you not, but I always go back to my purpose and that root connection of who I am and what my purpose is and what I've always has seen, the smiles that come from these faces that are so grateful for your purchase. Literally, like from Africa or from Nepal texting me, you know, in my, in my middle of the night and saying, we just wanted to say thank you. And this was like, I highlighted them like two boxes ago and they're still thanking me, you know? So yeah. yeah. Human connection and gratitude are two elements that we have become a little bit disconnected with. I agree. So I'm just so grateful for humans like you who are creating platforms and having the faith and courage professionally and personally to invest so much into something like this. You're making an impact. You have reignited my passion for impact. As soon as I get my my goods, I'm very excited. I'm going to do a little video kind of uh, showing them off. Um, and reminder to every listener to get online at passionigniter.ca forward slash podcast because I send out emails with the link, uh, the code like from, from today's call about give back 40, 40% off their first box. And, and I highlight the videos and whatnot too. So I encourage everyone to subscribe, get on to give boxes. It's givebox.com. Is that right? Yeah. Give box. Yep. Not the, or it's the, the givebox.com. The givebox.com. Check it out for yourself just to see what we're talking about, what it's all about. Thank you. So grateful for your time, Jen. I really do appreciate it. And I hope we can have you on again in the next, the near future to chat again. Yes. Oh my gosh, Trisha, you have been so amazing. I just adore you. And I appreciate you doing podcasts. Like you say, you appreciate me for doing what I do. I appreciate you. Like you are part of that process and that awareness of the mission to create this podcast for good. And I literally adore you. So thank you so much. I feel honored to be on your podcast. Oh, my heart warms. Thanks, Jen. If you love socially conscious goods like I do and find this show rewarding, please share with your friends. The more we support organizations like The Give Box, the more life-changing impact that they can make. Please rate and review this podcast. It would mean so much to me as it means more awareness when you do. So thank you so much for listening. Cast your vote. Make your impact. One socially conscious choice at a time. Thank you for listening to the Passion for Impact podcast. Visit passionigniter.ca forward slash podcast to subscribe for episode notes, links, and special offers from show guests. Cast your vote. Make your impact. One socially conscious choice at a time.